This is Alex. And this is Mason. And this is The Overcompetitive Bystanders. And this is our show where we share our strong opinions about things we don't know anything about. One of us favors college, one of us favors NFL. Let's see how this goes. So this week, there were a couple different teams that were very valuable. Well, we're good nominees for Poo Poo Team of the Week. Uh, we ran a Twitter poll on it, and we got really good responses. Um, so our four nominees for Poo Poo Team of the Week are Michigan, Wazoo, UCF, Arkansas. Um, and on the Twitter poll, we had – it was pretty close at the end of it. Yeah. Michigan barely lost to Arkansas, and then Wazoo and UCF were about the same. Um, but they were behind a little bit. Right. So I don't know if you saw each of these games, but Michigan got murdered by Wisconsin, and we'll talk a little more about that game, but it was bad. Michigan uh, didn't score until the third quarter. It was it was hideous. I watched the first quarter of that game, and I was like, all right, I've seen enough. I'm going to go watch yeah. something else. I don't remember yeah. I don't even know if I watched another football game. I think I might have just turned something else on. That might not have been a bad idea. Um, but, yeah, so Michigan mur- got murdered by Wisconsin. And the big thing with that game is we learned either that Wisconsin is a playoff contender, which they might be, right. or that Michigan is probably not a top 25 team, which they might not be as well. So we'll see what happens there. Um, the next game or the next team was Wazoo. Um, (laughs) and I love Wazoo. I really, I love it when Washington state does well, they're kind of a small school in the PAC 12. They're not like a, a big program. They're not a dominant program. Um, so they blew a 32 point lead late in the third quarter to lose to a winless UCLA. Um, they were up 49 to 17 with five minutes left in the third quarter. They went on to lose 67 to 63. And their quarterback threw nine touchdowns. Yeah, he set a school record for nine touchdowns. Yeah, he beat Gardner Minshew's record. Yeah. Which we'll Wait. talk about that beautiful a little bit later. Yeah, we will. Um, but yeah, so it's one thing to lose to UCLA. I think that alone is a classifier for Poo Poo Team of the Week. Yeah, it's another thing to blow a thirty-two point lead, which I believe is like tied for the third biggest comeback <laughs> in college football history. Jesus, and most of those weren't like late in the third quarter when they started the comeback. Right. Um, we'll talk about that game a little bit more, but that's why Wazoo is a candidate. Um, the other reason it's big for Wazoo is they were potentially going to be a um, playoff team because they, at the t- before losing, were the only undefeated team left in the Pac-12. Uh, so yeah. they were the Pac-12's hopes at a playoff, and that killed them. Um, the next team is UCF, who lost by one point on a Philly special to Pitt, which actually Pitt called it a pits a pit special that's what their own coach called it but yeah it's a philly special um and that killed their playoff hopes which were slim at best but it was kind of the idea that 
maybe they could have done it. You know, three straight years of going undefeated in the regular season might be enough. Right. Who knows? Like Especially it, with two wins over P5 schools. They would at least have been, like, in the discussion. Like, Yeah, there would be an actual There's argument. no way you can't argue that they deserve to be in there when they've gone three years undefeated. Yeah. Like, whether or not you end up putting them in there or not, uh, we would have had to wait to see what the, you know, how it broke down by the time we get to the end of the season. But Yeah. But yeah, no, they're done. Yeah, that's killer. Because yeah, they're only lost in the past like two years. Well, since like 2016 was in the bowl game against LSU last year and they didn't have their starting quarterback because the end of the la- of last year he had like a super horrific leg break. Right. He'll probably never play football again. There were questions on if he would walk again. Um, right. So you can't really blame him for that, but you can blame him for losing to Pitt. Um, yeah yeah so the the team like (laughs) i trash talked last week as a garbage team oh yeah i hate uh i hate pit so much oh eat pit that's my favorite cheer yeah have you ever heard that one yes i have heard that one i i have participated in that one good it's the best cheer there's no i don't i really don't think there's a better cheer in college football than eat pit um so the next and final team is Arkansas, who is an SEC team who at home played a money game where they paid San Jose State, one of the worst football teams in college football, a team that has not won more than like three games any of the past like four seasons, and they lost to San Jose State. Arkansas, an SEC team, lost to San Jose State, who Mountain West teams don't normally lose to. Right. It's incredible. Yeah, that bottom of the SEC is struggling this year. Yeah. I I just, I was amazed the SEC had a lead, let alone was able to win a game against Arkansas. Like, I knew that Arkansas was bad, but it is ugly right it's real bad so chad morris the the coach for arkansas um he's been there for a couple years now and he has yet to win a game against ap5 school until now well still no oh for arkansas Arkansas. so that's how bad things are going in arkansas that their head coach who's been there for i believe this is his third year it might be his second year um, has not beaten a P5 school. So That's that means embarrassing. that they haven't won a game in conference. They haven't won any like semi-good non-con game. Last year they lost to Colorado State at home. Uh, oh. This year they lost to San Jose State at home. It's ugly. It's real bad. Yeah. Um, so Arkansas won the poll because I really can't imagine anything worse than losing to San Jose State. I at Utah State right now. I don't think like the the pain of losing to San Jose State would be massive. I think yeah. Air Force is playing San Jose State this week, and if they were to lose, it would be terrible for the program. And those are Mountain West teams, not SEC teams. Right. It's just a garbage team they lost to. Let's. Yeah. It's just, just it's bad. It's absolute bad. trash. Um. So yeah, Arkansas. I, I see the argument for Michigan, 
And right. I'm glad that people voted for Michigan because Absolutely. they looked like poo-poo. Yeah, their offense uh, looked terrible, and their defense couldn't stop Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, and apparently Jim Harbaugh is now on the hot seat and may get fired. But the real reason he won't get fired is because they still owe him $15 million. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot um, of money to just throw away. Yeah, and so they're not – it's really hard. And, I mean, Michigan has the money. If Michigan decided, like, yeah, we want to do this, right? like, their coaches could – like, their boosters are big-time boosters. They could they could totally put the money in. Yeah, absolutely. But I just think 15 is still going to be too much, especially when it's kind of this idea of, like, who else do you get? Yeah, like, who else is going to be better than Harbaugh here? So there's some Michigan fans that think – they're going to get Urban Meyer. What? But that's stupid. Yeah. No. There's I, Arkansas uh, fans that think they can get Urban Meyer. Oh, Jesus. It's incredible to see the, like, um, it was on Reddit College Football. People were just, like, going through the list of, like, oh, like, they were posting from, like, fan sites of, like, uh-huh. do you guys think we could get Urban? It's like, Dude. oh, this is terrible. Um, but, yeah, so Arkansas is the poo-poo team of the week. Congratulations. Um, you have successfully become the worst team in college football this week. Um, the next team is USC. Well, we're going to talk about USC playing Utah, mm-hmm. which we were both feeling okay about Utah last week. Yeah. Um, not great. I never really felt like it was going to, you know, Utah was going to roll in and kill them. But I did think. Utah was a better team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I definitely thought they were going to come away with a win on this one. Yeah. Um, So the real question is, is USC's backup backup better than the backup and better than the starter? Right. Like, he looked really, really good. He played well. He really stretched the field well, which Slovis wasn't able to do against BYU. And if like... And BYU got stretched bad by Washington. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and so the fact that Slovis wasn't able to do it makes Fink look pretty good. But, like, there was a joke that, like, USC accidentally flipped, like, turned over their depth chart for quarterbacks before <laughs> the season started. Right. And so now, like, as quarterbacks get hurt, they're just going to get better. I mean, it's... it's- gone as planned so far if that's the plan yeah, yeah. just gotten better every week yeah. so i i think fink might be better than slovis but then again slovis looked just like this against stanford right so like you got to give it a few weeks you got to give a team a week to watch his tape and see what they can plan against yeah, him. Scout him like yeah because like utah had a shot they were prepared for slovis they weren't prepared for fink and it wasn't like their game plans were super different but they were different enough. Right. And I, I think it I think it showed in them stretching the field. I don't think our secondary was ready for that. No, not at all. So now the question is, is there any hope that the Pac twelve makes the playoff? Can a one loss uh Michigan or one loss Washington team or a one loss Oregon? Oregon or one loss Washington State or one loss USC can any of these teams as a one loss team oh actually 
or an undefeated Cal. Sorry, I apologize for my comment made earlier. Cal is still undefeated. Can any of these teams make the playoff? Assuming they go undefeated. So, so I think the only, I mean, so it depends. One, if Cal wins out, mm-hmm. probably they have a chance. I, I probably don't have them going, but I mean, if they, it's they an go undefeated, undefeated conference team, champion probably makes it. Right. So, like, that's the only way I see Cal going is if they're undefeated. Yep. And, I mean, if there's four other undefeated teams, or I honestly, I think if Georgia's only loss is to Alabama in their conference championship, Georgia probably could go over Cal. Cal. Yep. But that's the only way I have Cal going. Or Um, the alternative is if Bama's only loss is to LSU then that means Bama loses the division and LSU then wins the conference and is undefeated. We'd have an undefeated LSU, probably a one-loss Georgia, and a one-loss Bama who are all together. And it's hard to say who gets left out there. Just send That's all tough. three. Just, just yeah, just leave it. them all out. Just just. Give them their own playoff. Yeah, just have the SEC playoff. Yeah. But yeah, so that makes it super tough. And so even like an undefeated Cal, you look at that and you say, I mean, I would want to put them in just because if you're undefeated, I think you should be in just off the idea of like, no one's beat you yet. So you're, you know, that's the only way to prove yourself. Right. But at the same time, like if Bama has one loss in like a close game to LSU, can we really be like, yeah, Cal deserves it above them? Like, right. That's tough. Right. Like, so again, they have to go undefeated, and even then, like, they're not a shoe in. Yeah. <laughs> like, if Utah went undefeated, they were probably a shoe in to go because. Because they had a, a tough enough schedule. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there was some hype ahead of it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the only other team I could see maybe going, well, I guess. Washington, if they really are discounting that game that they lost at like four o'clock in the morning, oh yeah, like if they if they win if they look as impressive against the Pac-12 as they did against BYU, mm-hmm. they, they also good. have a chance. Um, yep. Oregon could if they win out, and Auburn has a and really well. really well yep. season, and I, they did look really good against A and M. Yep, Auburn so, looked good. That is the big thing is if Auburn finishes like number five in the country and Oregon is, that's their only loss. I mean, that's hard. And say Auburn has two losses, so right. they're not in play, but it's this whole idea of like, well, I mean, it was week one to a good team. Can you really knock them that hard for that? And they almost won it. Yeah. They like, had a chance to win it. Like there was a, there was two running backs that went out. Like yeah. you can explain away that game. If Auburn does really well and they went out. So I'm not Maybe. counting the Pac-12 out yet, but the SEC has a lot of really good teams. Yeah. Clemson has to stumble really hard to not be in the playoff. Oh, yeah, Clemson's in. Ohio they State, don't even have... Oklahoma are looking really good. Um, Wisconsin. Wisconsin looks really good. Like, Yeah. It's, it's a tough, tough get. Yeah, like this is I kind of want it to be pure chaos where like 
say Oregon is one loss and it's like that SEC scenario where like all three could viably argue for for it and like maybe Auburn only has two losses and Wisconsin is undefeated and Ohio State's only loss is like a one point loss to Wisconsin in the championship (laughs) and like Texas has only lost to LSU and LSU won the SEC but Oklahoma only barely lost to Texas and it's just like pure chaos everywhere right because i think then everybody turns around and just goes yeah we need an 18 playoff yeah i think that situation will probably influence that like yeah because it was the 2007 season of pure chaos that really pushed and made the the playoff that we have now happen right yeah, um, absolutely and so we need something where it's just crazy just pure chaos um yeah. But Plus, speaking it'd be super of, fun. Yeah, oh yeah, it'd be great. So speaking of Georgia, uh, so Georgia was supposed to win by two touchdowns to Notre Dame, and the line was growing. I think it was 16 at kickoff. 16 and a half, I think. 16 and a half, yeah. And then uh, Notre Dame ended up playing a pretty good game against them and only lost by six. So the question is, is Georgia not as good as we thought or is Notre Dame a lot better than we thought right like that is a viable question like I I, I expected Georgia to put up like three or to four hundred rushing yards on that defense <laughs> that struggled against much lesser opponents yeah. like Georgia was already averaging almost 300 rushing yards a game like uh-huh. I th- their running game didn't look like and and part of that's probably due to the fact that this was closer than people thought, so it was more of a shootout. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, their running running game didn't blow me away in this game like I thought they would. Yeah. So think- it was weird. So as I was putting my rankings together, I was like moving teams around, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh yeah, Georgia didn't look that good this week." And then like I was looking at Notre Dame, and I was like, "Yeah, they played pretty well this week," and like bumped him up and i was Mm. like so i just moved a team down for winning and a team up for (laughs) losing and i had to like take a step back and like georgia just beat the number seven team no they don't go down um i was impressed with other teams like i i put whiskey ahead of them at first right and then i was like no we'll we'll keep them there you know it wasn't like georgia beat you know South Carolina in a close game where it's still a SEC team, but maybe should have won by more. They beat the number seven team in the country. Yeah. Gotta, gotta give it to them. Can, can we talk about those, those injuries that looked as real as Mante Teo's girlfriend? Oh yeah. About how like one of the Notre, I think it was Notre Dame, uh, quarterback like grabbed his teammate and like threw him on the ground like pulled his shoulder pads which you might have missed on that play another guy was about to go down and saw that the other guy was going down and then he's like oh okay and he like stopped going down and got back out like i hate that i think texas did a similar thing in the lsu game yeah i i hate that crap like you see it in soccer all the time like yep I I'm a big fan of the idea of if it's clear that you're flopping um, and this would be post game, you don't do it mid game, but post game, if it's clear that somebody flopped, there should be a fine for the school and a suspension of one game for the player. 
because if it's just a fine for the school, nobody will care. But if there's a one-game suspension, or you could even say like a half-game suspension for the player, um, then the player will be like, yo, coach, I don't, I don't want to be the one. Yeah, I ain't do doing that. Then, nah, I get someone else to do that. Yeah, get somebody else. There's like, supposed to be, I think, like a 15-yard penalty associated with, with doing that if it's flagrant. I don't know if the refs didn't think it was – like that's yeah. a hard spot to be in to, to call somebody – and say no your injury is fake like no you're yeah and that's like imagine like if that player like game. comes back and has x-rays and has a high ankle sprain or something you're like oh well now i look like an idiot and yeah like so i it's a tough yeah. situation for the refs but yeah like, that's why i feel like it has to be post game because it has to be a situation where we can turn around and be like okay the player isn't actually hurt yeah it's fine yeah, and like then you came can back on the, next the film better and see if they like look to the sideline or which they did. Know. Like the yeah, guy looked what? to the sideline, ran, pulled the guy down. Granted, though, this guy was like limping. It looked like he was like trying to limp off to the side of the the field on that one. Yeah. So I think the idea was like, no, you need to get down so they stop the play. Actually hurt. Yeah. Like, so that one. There was another one where like Georgia's rushing to the line. Oh yeah, and the Notre Dame player. It almost looked like the QB slide when he goes down. Like, yeah, he's just like giving himself up. Right. He's like, "Oh no, I'm not gonna get back in time. Better throw myself down." That one was the worst one to that me. Like the other one, like as a spectacle, looked worse. Yeah, like the optics of it looked worse. But that other one was just like, "Come on, man!" Like, yep. So <sighs> I hate that crap. Yeah, I agree. That needs to get fixed. So the next game we're gonna talk about. Uh, we talked about it a little bit before. It was the Wazoo-UCLA game, which had such an incredible ending. It was Amazing. so fun. So fun. Um, I was a little mad that it didn't go to overtime. Right. I, I really wanted that to go to overtime at 63-63. Well, because that's the thing. So Chip Kelly was an absolute idiot, but it paid off because they we were down 60-63 to with like – two minutes left in the game and uh they went for it on fourth down at like the 20 yard line so they should have just kicked the field goal it was like fourth and like 10 yeah it was a long fourth down like that's yeah. got to be clear like fourth and three i think i i, I can understand I can like i think yeah. the analytics are there that you can go for it there yeah fourth and 10 down by three two minutes left like i think the idea is like he was like dude there's two minutes left we uh-huh. have not been able to stop this this offense. Like, our offense is on a roll. We got to go for it. Like, yeah. I don't think this is – like, I, I, I kind of disagree that he was an absolute idiot on this one. I mean, I, Chip I think Kelly it was just a is big, an absolute idiot, yeah, but yeah. You're right. <laughs> I think he's an absolute idiot. I don't think he's an absolute idiot because of this play. I think this play itself was risky, and, like, you can say that it was more risky than it than he should have. But I, I, I'm not against going for it here. Like, yeah, well, it's the whole idea that, so if you don't get it, the game is over. Right. Or it should have been over. If you do get it, you're playing for overtime and then Wisconsin or Washington state has an opportunity to drive down. Right. But yeah, so they go for it on fourth. They don't get it. Wazoo gets the ball. The next play Wazoo goes at, throws a nine yard pass. And then the guy fumbles, yep. and it is recovered by UCLA at the 21-yard line, yep. <laughs> or the 26-yard line. Um, 
And then UCLA drives and scores the game-winning touchdown with a minute left. And then uh, Washington State comes out and on the first play of their big comeback drive with one minute left, they fumble it, and that's the end. (laughs) Yeah. It was so stupid. So Wazoo had nine touchdowns and six turnovers. Oh, my God. But the craziest thing is, is that so many of the of the penalties, or so, so like UCLA's comeback was not a comeback of like Wazoo just totally stalling and not being able to do anything. Right. Like from the so Wazoo was up forty nine to seventeen <laughs> with five minutes left in the third quarter, and they still scored two more touchdowns. Right. That's not like, oh, no, we completely fell apart. Like, yeah, it's kind of coasting to the finish. Which happens all the time. Yeah. Like, they that you should still win that game if you're up 49-17 to and score two more touchdowns. Yeah, there should be no chance to lose. So, but Chip Kelly, had he kicked the field goal, it probably would have just gone to overtime, and then we would have seen this game probably end like 84 to like 81 right and it would have been beautiful and it would have like it would have gone all night and i would have loved every single moment of it it was amazing yeah it drove me crazy but yeah so it's, it's weird because like you has been so bad yeah. like terrible yeah and they're bad then they just show up and are like yeah i guess we're good now but not really. We just had like a good 20 minutes of football. Right. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, so Gardner Minshew was there. He like rose the flag or something. I don't know what he did. He did something where they honored him. And he talked about how he makes his own jean shorts. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. That guy is just amazing. I love that guy. Beautiful. Um, so, yeah. And then the next game we'll talk about, uh, we talked a little bit about before, was that UCF lost to Pitt. Yeah. Um, which really I want to talk about the repercussions with that. Okay. Is so Boise State is now the top ranked team or top ranked G five school um around. Right. So that means that if they bol- if everybody wins out and assuming that the playoff committee follows the AP, which they don't always, that means Boise State is in the driver's seat for winning their con or for winning the uh for getting the new york six bowl right. and potentially winning it um but my question is so what happens if say utah state loses to lsu and then goes down and wins everything else beats boise and then beats say san diego state or fresno state again or san diego state again or fresno state in the conference championship Right. And UCF wins out. Is that enough for Utah State to take the New York Six Bowl? Because that would be like uh, eight straight wins. Yeah, it'd be eight straight wins, I believe. With it, it would include BYU, Boise State, Fresno State, and then Fresno State or San Diego State again, and Air Force. Yeah, all all good. T- 
honestly, I, it probably would depend on how competitive they looked against LSU. It's, that is a really good point. Yeah, and I think that definitely comes into play if that's how this plays out. So then the other point is, so what about what if we say San Diego State? So San Diego State wins out. They don't get Boise State um, until the conference championship. They have one loss in conference, a, what ended up being a six-point loss early in the season. Is that enough to hold them out? Or would they? would UCF still make it over them? Because they have a win over UCLA, who may or may not end up being a respectable win. Probably <laughs> not. Right. Um, but they'd have a win over UCLA, over uh, not a great win over Weber State. And then they'd also finish the season with a, with a win over BYU in that scenario. And then they'd go play Boise State or Utah State again. Right. Or Boy- yeah, or Utah State again. And then that's there so then that's a one loss team up for grabs instead of a two loss team at utah state and then is there anyone else in the mountain west potentially wyoming hawaii fresno state that could maybe stand up and say we're eligible for this and we should be in consideration it gets weird yeah it gets really weird I don't know. UCF probably takes that if they went out and like, there's gotta be a very, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think UCF. It's got the name with it. Yeah. It's got the name. It's got like the, the, I think a lot of people are rooting for UCF now. Like yeah. even, even though they aren't going to go undefeated for three straight years. Like I think people yep. are still, Although I on Twitter, I don't know. A lot of I've seen a lot Twitter. of people turn around on Twitter. All of a sudden, UCF is a counterfeit team, and they've never been good. Blah blah blah. UCF fans are really obnoxious on Twitter sometimes because it's literally the idea that if somebody is like, "Yeah, Boise State's good," they'll turn around and be like, "Well, we're the best G five program right now." It's like, "All right, calm down." Um, and it's like it's almost this idea of any compliment that goes anywhere else is an insult to them and they they have to stand up and they've right. they're not as bad this year but like last year where it was like yeah they're probably not going to make the playoff and it was just like Rah! it's like calm down i'm not against ucf i just don't think they'll win that's it um yeah and so yeah i i think fight for your if, college to go to a better division yeah for like, real if you want to go to the playoffs get out of the aac Yep. Right, that's I, where they are? The AAC? Yeah, yeah they're the AAC. I, okay. I am kind of in support of I mean, it's a it's a it's a pipe dream, but I really like the idea of having some of the top teams from the Mountain West and some of the top teams from the American get together and say, All right, here's our Power Six conference. It's got Boise State, it's got San Diego State, it's got Fresno State, it's got Utah State, probably would have BYU. Um, it's got Houston, it's got UCF, it's got USF, it's got Memphis, it's got Tulsa. Yeah. You just take, or have SMU, you take the 12 best G5 teams, no matter where they're at, and you smash them together and say, go at it. Um, and I think that would probably be enough. The issue is that it would be such a spread out conference, it would be really expensive. Right. And forming a conference now with tv money is harder than it's ever been absolutely for uh-huh. sure. so you 
it, you can't just strip down a conference and say, all right, this is it. Um, I think, and you can't just kick people out of the conference either. It's so hard. Right. Um, so it makes it tough, but, um, so the next one we'll talk about is the Wisconsin Michigan game. We talked a little bit about it, uh, but holy Wisconsin looked so good. Yes. I I am amazed at how good they looked. Yeah. They looked amazing. Like, it really calls into question how good Michigan really is. Like if Michigan was even close to being ranked where they should have been, like whiskey's amazing. Whiskey's incredible. Yeah. But I I think, I think again, Michigan might've been a little bit overrated. Like, yeah, a little bit. I mean, but this, and it goes with it, but this year was supposed to be like Michigan's year. Right. It was supposed to be like, okay, like, you, Ohio State has a new head coach. Like, Wisconsin is maybe going to be good, but not that good. Like, there's nobody else in the Big Ten that is supposed to be as good as Michigan. And nope, just crash right. and burn real quick. Yep. Yep, they so. might not be ranked in the top 25 if they keep this up, though. Oh, they're barely ranked in the top 25 right now. Yeah. They fell to, like, 22 or 23. They're it was... They're probably lucky they're not playing Ohio State this week. Yeah. They would not. Yeah. They would, I don't think they'd be ranked after that game unless, you nope. know, of course, they somehow won that one. Unless they pulled off a miracle. Which I don't yeah. see that happening. But So I, like, legit think Wisconsin's going to make the playoff right now. Because think, yeah. it's a situation where their division isn't that strong. And all they got to do is basically coast. Um, now, it's not super coast. But I mean, for Wisconsin, Wisconsin for how just good gotta be looked. better than Iowa, which Iowa's good, but right. just gotta be better than Iowa, Nebraska, Minnesota, Purdue, Illinois, Northwestern. Like that's a division that's been very up for grabs, right? And then they don't get Ohio State until the until the conference championship game. They do get Michigan State. Oh, Michigan they do. State sorry, has they not do looked Ohio great. State. My bad. My bad. They do get Ohio State. Um, at Ohio State, but and then they get Michigan State. All right, I'm going to say this right now. Assuming things play out how they should, the winner of that Wisconsin-Ohio State game is going to the playoffs. I guess, Yeah, I think that's very valid. That's pretty like, likely. I, honestly, at this point, it looks like they're going to play twice, though. Like, So that's the, yeah. only, the only reason I have a hard time saying that. Like, If Ohio State wins the first one, but Wisconsin wins the conference championship, like, does one yeah. mean more than the other? Like. And I think the conference championship ends up meaning more because that's how they've kind of done it recently. The whole idea of what have you done for me lately? Right. But that'd be tough. Those will be be good games though. I'm excited for those. Yeah, those will be really good. Um, And then the last one I want to talk about has a little tied in with it, but the ending of the Tulane Houston game was incredible. So good. I'm so happy I turned that game on. So fun. I really like I turned the game on for that. I like it was similar to like the what I've said about BYU the past little bit. I like turned it on and it was like boom, boom, done. And I was like, what is happening? It was so good. I, I it turned it incredible. on a little bit before that. I was I was there for like three or four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's so, so tell good. so t- so so if someone somehow missed this game, tell them tell them how it ended. So Tulane um, was down 
and they said, well, or sorry, no, they were tied. They're My bad. Tied. They were tied. They were tied. And there was 20 seconds on the clock. Yeah. So like there was... with 21 seconds on the clock, Houston made a field goal to tie the game. Right. Then Tulane comes out, and the first thing they do is they fake taking a knee. <laughs> and not only do they fake taking a knee, but they fake the fake. So when the quarterback rolls out on the fake taking a knee, he hands it off to a running back secretly. And so the, then it's this whole idea of like, oh, it's a fake. The quarterback's rolling out. He has another running back rolling out behind him kind of like an option. Right. So the whole defense follows him. And then that little running back that was just hiding behind the line just pops up and then zooms out. And he gets like 20 yards or so. Um, and, yeah. And then gets out of bounds. No, he gets 18 yards. Sorry. Um, he gets 18 yards. And so then with, uh, like 10 seconds left in the game, Tulane goes deep and they get a 53 yard pass to score a touchdown in the win with three seconds left in the game. Amazing. It was beautiful. And I loved it because they had on these like really nice, like kind of like baby blue jerseys. I love the throwback. I love uh-huh. the design that they had on the helmet. It was perfect. It was incredible. It was my, I think fake Neil plays are my favorite because you almost never see them. Like, oh, yeah. I, I'm thinking the last time I, I watched one was like 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, like, what was funny is then Auburn ran one against uh, Texas A&M. Right. They ran like <laughs> the same play, but it didn't do much just because yeah. it didn't matter but it was kind of funny it was like oh well they just ran too late yeah they just shouted out to too late and like hey we see you that's it but yeah so that was super good but the big repercussion that's coming from this game is Derek king who is the starting quarterback for houston and was getting like some heisman love similar to how jordan love was um he has announced that he will be redshirting this year for the rest of the year. He is a senior, and he is going to be redshirting right now. Um, there's basically three different ways that this can happen. It can either be that uh, he sits out this whole year, and then he comes back next year to Houston uh, with the idea that it should be a stronger team. Right. Or he transfers somewhere or he just says, look, I don't want to get hurt before the NFL. I'm just going to the NFL. Um, he apparently hasn't decided what he wants to do. Oh, I thought I heard he had entered the transfer portal. Um, I think he, I don't think he officially has. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so today, three hours ago, it was reported that he said he's not going to transfer and he would, quote, never think about leaving the Cougs. Oh, okay, so that changes everything for me. I don't think it does. I think he's going to transfer. Okay. <laughs> I still think he's out. Um, I think Oklahoma is going to come around and pick him off and say, we've got a beautiful spot for you, and he'll do it. 
Yeah, I think um, I think as much as you love your team, it's really hard if Oklahoma's like, hey, guess what? The past three transfers that have come here have been Heisman candidates, and two, probably at this point, three have won the Heisman. Like, yeah, come on yeah. down, come get your free Heisman. Come get your Heisman here, okay. um, and then they've gone on to be high draft picks too. Yeah. Like it's the whole idea of like, you want money? Like, I'll get your money. Hey, you want to end up at the Dolphins? Come on yeah. down. Come on down. Yeah. So I still think he'll transfer. Okay. Um, Dana Holgerson, who's Houston's coach, he's talked about how there's a lot of cheating coaches out there. Yeah, there are. And that's why he won't be there. And maybe it's not Oklahoma where he goes. Right. But I would be shocked if he sticks around. And I don't like this. I think this is scummy. Um, I think this is maybe one of the big issues with how the new redshirt rule lets you redshirt after if you've played in four games or less. Because that's exactly what he's doing. He played four games, said, this is a bad season. I'm out. That's not what this rule is made for. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I don't like it either. I think it's scummy. Like, if if he was if it was a hundred percent like listen, this this year isn't gonna be great. Like I don't want to risk my body. I'm just gonna register for the draft at the end of the year. That yep. was the the hundred percent plan. I kind of get it. Yeah, I don't like it, but I get it. I mean, right. it's kind of like what a oh, what was his name from Ohio State? Uh, he's a defensive lineman. All his brothers are defensive linemen. I can't remember his name. Uh, I can't think of his name. But he got hurt last year early on. Right. And then they were like, yeah, he'll maybe be back at the end of the season. And he was just like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on the draft. Right. And so some people didn't like that. And I was kind of like, well, he's basically out for the whole year. Yeah, and I like think you it really hurt his draft come, stock a little. You really want him to come back for a few games just to maybe get injured again? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, get, I get that. Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't like this if he transfers. Um, I don't actually mind all the transferring that's going on, especially like backup quarterbacks that are transferring. Like, I have zero issue with that. Like, oh yeah, I think that you should totally be able to jump around and transfer like that. But I don't think you should be able to leave your team halfway through, or not a halfway through, like a third of the way through. Mm-hmm. Yep. Red shirt. Oh, so it was uh, Nick Bosa is who it was. Oh, it was Bosa. I was thinking it. I was thinking of Bosa. I was like, no, that's not who he's talking about. How could you forget Bosa's name? Yeah, no, it but was. I, I, like, I, like I said, I didn't pay much attention to college football last year. That wasn't Utah State, so <laughs> it was easy to forget about Bosa last year because he got hurt so early and then just said, "I'm done." So right, I guess I'm, 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 I'm thinking from the NFL perspective where like Bosa, yeah. like coming into the draft was, if. Arizona wasn't picking at number one. There was a decent chance Bosa was going to go number one. Yep. Like, but yeah, but yeah. So I, I'm a big fan of the transfer portal. I think it's perfect. Um, but I wonder if this is going to maybe cause some rule changes. Yeah. The idea this, that this specific you can be a situation. small school and say I'm going to jump. Yeah, and I do kind of have a problem with like quarterbacks in particular that are like at a smaller school and they transfer to a big school. Like I, I completely get it when it's like a junior college. Yeah. Like you, you, you weren't given the, the shot to play at these, but I guess that's true. It's like the same probably King was probably never given, it was never given a shot to, to play for Oklahoma. Right. Yeah. Like he was never going to get recruited by Oklahoma. So like this is his only way to play for him. 
but you're a senior dude like at this point finish with your team that you've been playing with yep just you'd hope he would but whatever God, i hope he will but uh yeah so the then i'm just gonna do a quick preview through uh the games to watch for this week okay. uh number 18 virginia is going to number 10 notre dame i think that'll answer a lot of the question of is notre dame actually pretty good or was georgia not that good right uh it also answered the question of does bronco mendenhall really have virginia running or you know kind of where are they at so right, two sure. two teams that i have questions about uh similarly usc number 21 is going to washington number 17 uh, again one of these teams will definitely be eliminated from the playoff even though both are long shots right now um is USC actually good? Is Washington actually good? I'm more, I'm much more confident in Washington here, but a lot of questions. Yeah, I uh, really like Eason. I, I like watching him play. I think he's a good player. I, I'm, I yeah. like, as, as long as his career doesn't end up like Jake Browning's, like, I think he could be do well in the NFL. So I think so too. Um, and then Mississippi State is going to number seven Auburn. Um, Auburn was really good, was clearly the best team when playing A&M this past week. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see how they keep up. I, I mostly, it's just that Auburn's a team to watch right now. Okay. Um, then Ohio state number five is going to Nebraska. That's where college game day is at. Mm. Um, I don't think it's really the best game, but whatever. Um, Nebraska is kind of coming back. They're growing. Yeah. And so this is a good opportunity to have a good upset. Um, and then Wake Forest is going to Boston College. Uh, Wake is just outside of being ranked. Some metrics have them in the top 25. Oh, did AP uh, not? I was thinking they were 24. Uh, no, they're 24. Is that coaches? In coaches. Oh, yeah, okay. they're 24 okay. in coaches. Um, and then in the Reddit college football, they're 22. Gotcha. So that's an a interesting one. Boston College is three and one. They're looking pretty good. Their only losses to Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. Their only losses to Kansas, which is weird, but it might just be okay, they're actually good. I don't know. Um, And then the last game is the Hawaii is going to Nevada. Um, Both of these teams, I think, are good teams, but not great teams. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also am not super impressed with the Mountain West West division this year. Okay. Um, I think San Diego State's good. I think Fresno State's struggling. So these two teams could potentially put up a fight and win the division if things okay. fall the right way. Um, and so I'm I'm very intrigued to see what happens here. Okay. Um, if one of these teams stand out. So that's my uh, preview for college football this week. Awesome. All right. To start this week. Big news last week. I thought I thought we'd be able to go one week without being able to talk about Antonio Brown. Oh, what did he do this week? He didn't shut his mouth. Like literally, all Antonio Brown had to do was what um, Gruden told him: shut up, stop this nonsense, play football. I yep. thought he was. I thought he was going to do it. I thought. I thought the Patri- at the Patriots, he would. He would just you know go it. And I, I honestly thought he was a good fit at the Patriots. I thought he was fitting in well, but then he went and uh, harassed and threatened a girl who he allegedly <laughs> raped, yeah. which I gave him more credit. I thought he was smarter than that, but yeah. I guess he's not. So I really, 
because it's the whole idea of like obviously you have a controversy going around and there are people who are going to say that you're innocent there are people who are going to say that you're guilty but the best thing you can do is just not be there just be quiet like just don't be around don't say anything don't do anything just play football and that's it yeah and you'll be okay after the Miami game, they emptied his locker and took him out before the the press came in. For oh, this really? Ex- I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So after that Miami game, like where he did pretty well, like yeah, uh, they yeah they emptied his locker and took him out before the press came in, so they didn't ask him any questions. Like I'm uh, pretty sure there was a fine involved with that, but honestly, yeah. it was probably the smart move. Um, it's the smart. Yeah, it's it's what they want to have happen. Oh, it's like Belichick was pissed when somebody asked him about Antonio Brown this week. Yeah, so... so he was not happy. Well, so here's the thing. So at the last press conference, Antonio, he was like, I do not want to talk about Antonio Brown. I want to talk about football. I'll answer any football questions. Mm-hmm. If that was the end of this, Belichick's a dick. Like, yeah. he was really rude to this reporter. If before the interview he said, listen... I don't want to talk about AP, AB, don't bring up AB. Like, let's just talk about this game. Let's just talk about football. Then yep. his reaction, completely understandable. Like, you shouldn't have asked yep. about it. But if, if if you don't expect people to ask about the biggest story about your team so far, you are the one that picked up this player. You have to answer for it. Like, don't Yeah, be I mean, dick. he's the biggest story in the NFL right now. Exactly. Like, and, and if all he would have said was like, hey, I don't want to answer that question. And she said, okay, and thanks, coach. And he said, thank you back without staring her down. Yeah. Wouldn't have cared, but he did. He was um, he was an asshole. So AB said he's quitting football, which honestly at this point is probably for the best. Yeah, I, I don't buy it. No, no. There's three teams that are showing uh, interest on um, barring – you know, his legal issues. Uh, suspension, yeah. I guarantee if he gets a offer, he's coming back to football. Yeah. Like, he just is. He like I think he loves football too much. Um, The real question is, if he signs with someone, how long will he stay with that team? Right, because <laughs> the past, past two teams have lasted like a total of four months. Yeah, I mean, he's been cut twice and traded in the past six months. Yep. Like that's crazy. I mean, most players that have that happen to them do not come back. No. Like if you're kept by two teams after being traded away for a third and a fifth round pick, yeah. you're you're probably not playing football. You're probably um, out. Yep. But that's I I really don't want to talk about AB anymore. Like I hope he can stay out of the news for a while, so I don't have to talk about him every week. Um. Sure. So so I want to start out the real podcast with talking about two games that are all about the tale of two QBs. So we start out Thursday night, Gardner Minshew and the Jaguars went to Tennessee and uh, made him look a little bit silly. Um, Gardner Minshew looked great. Um, 20 for 30 for 204 yards, two DDs. And you know, he's sexy, sexy man. Yeah. He's got I don't know if he ends up being a top quarterback, but he definitely has a top three mustache. Like, oh, he does. Like, and he's got a top three personality. Yeah, absolutely. He's just a fun character to to to, to watch. So I hope he sticks around. Like, uh, he's just he's just really fun. So he's a great guy. There's just so many Minshew stories that I love reading. So I hope he sticks around. The other quarterback, Marcus Mariota. I'm done. 
Like I've seen enough. This just get rid of him. Um, yeah. I the, Marcus Mariota. He's had a few good games, like his few shining moments. I'm just done. Like, dude can't throw. Dude can't play. Like, move on. You should have drafted another quarterback already. I'm I'm for I'm for good teams trying to 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 draft a, a quarterback every couple of years, especially if your quarterback's not doing very well. Like oh yeah, like one it it lights a fire under your starting quarterback, and two in this situation, they don't have a good backup. Like mm-hmm. so they're stuck with Mariota for the rest of the year. Like you guys were hoping for a chance to fight for the playoffs. I don't think Mariota can lead you to the playoffs. Um. So yeah, Jaguars looked pretty good. Um, I don't know how well they do overall this season, but you know they looked pretty good. Um, Jalen Ramsey is still a still a Jaguar. Um, yep. uh, we'll see how long that lasts. The, the, yeah. the, the, the Jaguars obviously don't want to trade him away. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't I mean, want to think, play there anymore. So I think they're fine trading him away so long as they get good value back. I, th- I I don't think they're so attached to him that they're like, no, no way. This is our franchise, but I do think they recognize that he's the he best has quarterback in the league and probably deserves a lot. Yep. Um, again, uh, I'll talk about the Chiefs later, but I think the Chiefs should give two first round picks. Like, your team will be complete. Like, you will. I honestly think they are better than the Chiefs with Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Like. I, I do. Like, I really do. Um, yeah. And then the other game was the Giants versus the Buccaneers. Um, Daniel Jones. Oh, yeah, with Daniel Jones. Kind of. He looked better than Blake Bortles. Looked good. He looked for good. For the first game. 23 yeah. for 36 for 336 yards for two touchdowns. And then had four rushes for 20 yards for two, 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 two touchdowns. Um, so, yeah, he looked pretty good. Like, he didn't blow me away. Like I'm not ready to say that. Holy crap! This is the next Eli Manning. No, <laughs> but he looked good. He looked competent. He definitely looked better than current Eli Manning. Um, unfortunately, in this game, Saquon Barkley did get uh, what's being reported as a high ankle sprain. He's out four to eight weeks. Um, so they probably won't be competitive for four to eight weeks. But, yeah. But they they he made a 18 point comeback. Eli Manning is 0-43 in games. He went down by at least 18 points. By 18, He's yep. never had an 18-point comeback. So, pretty good. Jameis Winston had a pretty good game. He should have yep. because the Giants secondary is like. Yep. So, like, so when they came into the league, Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston were, like, highly compared. Like, oh, my gosh, these are going to be two of the next, like, great quarterbacks. Like, mm-hmm. They were as hyped as like Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray are right now. Oh yeah. Um, but I mean, they didn't come out. Kyler Murray and Lamar obviously didn't come out in the same year, so it's a little bit different. But it's the it's same. Something. Yeah. Um, Similar but different. Um, but like, I'm not completely out on Jameis Winston, but I'm I'm pretty close. Like, I I don't know. I think you draft a quarterback next year and hope he hits. Like. But you're fine starting Jameis Winston until you get a new quarterback. Like it isn't like a panic. Let's try and trade for a good quarterback or trade up for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Bridgewater got his first start, and uh, I, I guess I think he started the, the last game last year. Yeah. Um, he looked pretty good. Like I didn't have any major complaints with Bridgewater. He did rely on Kamara a lot. A lot of his passes were in the backfield. Um, but uh, Mason Rudolph had uh, fourteen was went fourteen for twenty seven for one hundred seventy four yards. How many? How many of those fourteen completions do you think were beyond the line of scrimmage? Ooh, um, I'm gonna say five. Two. Really? He had two completions beyond the line of scrimmage, and I'm pretty sure both of them were within like three yards of the line of scrimmage. Just little dinks. Like they, a lot of screens, a lot of like passes to his running back or like wide receiver screens they played the 49ers who had five turnovers four of which were in the first 18 minutes and still couldn't win yeah so uh the Steelers are looking real bad like that long year that first round pick they traded the Dolphins is looking closer to top five pick now valuable like they're already 0-3 and and not looking to get better Mm -mm. um and then that Sunday night game, the Rams against the Browns. Uh, the Rams were able to squeak by the Ram- the Browns, um, relying on their great defense. Their secondary shut down Odell Beckham. Like, yeah, he, like you didn't hear much about him in this game. Like, and it wasn't like Baker wasn't seeing him. It was they were doubling him and they were having great coverage. Like, and Baker just didn't do anything all game either. No, Baker Baker didn't impress me in this game at all. Um mm. but part of that is his O-line. Like his O-line has looked really bad. Um and like if he could get the ball out quick, he was fine. But like anything past 2.5 seconds, our secondary was shutting down his receivers, letting our line get there. Um Aaron Donald and uh Matthews both Matthews actually had two sacks in this game. Um Fowler had a decent game. Like Brockers looked good against the run. Um the big thing for the Rams though was Jared Goff. Like I talked about it last week. Like he did not look good again. He looked dookie. He, he like and and I don't know, like we saw him out perform i don't know i want to say how perform he outdueled though he outdueled patrick mahomes last year in la um he looked elite he looked elite for the first part of that season and he has looked mediocre this season he had three turnovers he had another fumble from a defender hitting him from behind as he's going to throw like he needs to feel that pressure and he threw two bad picks um the browns had I, 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 some reports were saying that all of their starting secondary was out. The other report oh. I saw said that three out of the four of their starting secondary was out. So I'm not sure. Either way. Yeah. And then like they had seven players out and five of them were on the defense. Like, mm-hmm. and Brett Goff should have tore that secondary apart. He didn't. Um, he's lucky that Cooper cup is back. Cause Cooper cup looks like a God out there. He had two touchdowns. He looks like the shining um, point of this offense because Todd Gurley hasn't shown up either. Like he just, I, 
I'm not impressed by him. And part of that is our O-line. Like our, the interior of our O-line has been, um, is obviously new this year. And Austin Blythe went out. And so we had another, we had three new interior linemen this game, um, which does hurt the run. And and um, the Browns did copy the um, Patriots game plan that the Patriots had in the Super Bowl where they basically have like five or six people line up on the line and try and stop the run basically which their secondary we should have been able to exploit their secondary and second half wasn't bad except for like we were up by seven driving down the field it's third and 10 i think all jared goff has to do is not turn over the ball and let our special teams do the work and it makes this game a lot easier yeah but on the third and ten, he forced the ball through a turnover and made this game close. Yep, um, it was it it was real close. I I didn't watch it, but I was watching a little bit like throughout, and I kept being surprised how it was like, oh yeah, maybe the Browns are gonna pull it off. I think if Freddie Kitchens wasn't calling the plays on this one, the Browns had could have won this or should have won this game, or at least oh, really? taken this to overtime. Yeah. So the, the the one play. <laughs> It's fourth and nine. Um, it's at our like forty yard line or something, and they run a draw. Yeah, yeah. What was that? Like I, I, I don't know. If Running he's... a draw on fourth and nine. Like there, there, there was somebody. There was there was a little bit of confusion I, on the third down. I think or the second down or something. There was with like offsetting penalties or something. So there, it is. There was one report that said maybe Freddie Kitchens thought it was third down, and so he was just oh. trying to set up a manageable fourth down. Um, but I don't think that's true. I think he just called a god-awful play, and people were trying to bail him out. Um, and then at the end of the game, they got it first and goal at our four-yard line with a minute left and three timeouts, and they threw the ball four times. Like Nick Chubb has been great for them. The Rams have not been great on defense against the run, especially on the goal line. Like you at least have to run it once or twice here, and you didn't run it once. Um, I don't think Freddie Kitchens can lead this team to, to nine wins. Like I think they're going to be a seven, maybe an eight win team this year. Yeah. That being said, I, I I'm not calling for Freddie Kitchens to be fired. Like I think people are a little bit too fire happy in this league. Like it's like oh, people were saying they should have gone to the Super Bowl. It's like listen. He's. They were never going to go to the Super Bowl. They were going to go to the Super Bowl. They were never going to go to the Super they Bowl. They were going to go to the Super Bowl. Um, but this is also Freddie Kitchens' first year. He's never even been a coordinator before. Yeah, that's rough. Like, he's gotten thrown into a fire with a really young team with a lot of attitude. I think he's a little over his head, but I think you know he, he he'll he'll learn. Um, and if at the end of the year he hasn't learned, kick him out. But give him a year. Um. Ravens Chiefs. This was an amazing game. Um, the Chiefs took an early lead, and they kind of coasted. And the Ravens almost brought it back. Um, Lamar though didn't look convincing throwing the ball this game. Mm. It is. I'll say this: Lamar. I didn't know this. Has zero interceptions going back to Week Eleven from last year. He had two like crazy like just throw it up and pray throws this this game this court 
one Willie Sneed made what 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 was called he intercepted the ball from the defender like that's how like how much of a play he had to make to get this ball and then another one where uh i think it was i think it was hollywood caught ended up getting the ball um i don't think this is like oh my gosh lamar really can't throw he was just playing against garbage teams i think it was this is lamar one of the first big games for lamar like he is still only a second year quarterback like he's allowed to have mm-hmm. rough games and he didn't look that bad he ran he really well grow. yeah and he didn't i mean it wasn't like he was throwing interceptions like mm-hmm. people are really high in baker mayfield and he led the league in interceptions last year yeah so like he has zero interceptions since week 11 like i think that's really important don't give away the ball yeah you're gonna be in a lot of games if you're not giving up the ball yep um their defense looked pretty good Earl Thomas said before this game that they were going to stop the big plays. They did not stop the big plays, and they didn't have Tyreek Hill. So, mm-hmm. um, Chiefs, Mahomes is a god. Like Mahomes He's is the incredible. best quarterback in the league. I'm, I'm, I can't wait for the next twenty years to watch this kid. Like, yeah, who amazing. was it that was saying? There was one of the players saying he is, he is currently better than like Brady. Uh, Breeze and Rogers at their prime. He's currently a better quarterback. And I went, ooh, that's a hot, hot take. I don't know who said that. I think it was it was a player. Yeah, it was yeah. one of the players. But yeah, I don't remember who said it. There's definitely an argument for it, though. <laughs> yeah, like this dude is hot. Like he is throwing amazing balls down the field. Like he's just really yeah. good. Like because I mean, my my thing is with just to kind of dip into that a little bit is like, I think breeze is a great quarterback, but he's always had his faults. And I think the big thing with breeze is he's kind of like John Stockton where he's just consistently good for so long. Yeah. Yeah. He's been really good for his whole career. Yeah. And it's, and there hasn't been that many years where you've been like breeze is the best quarterback undeniably. It's just always good. He's always been like a top five quarterback for the past like 20 years. Yeah. And similar with Brady, but Brady has been had years where he is the best quarterback, but a lot of it you can look at. And I really wonder if Brady's just a system guy because even when he's gotten hurt and when he's been out, they've put in guys like Garoppolo, they put in anybody and they look just as good. I wouldn't say just as good, but they did look good. I like, I, I, I think what Brady brings other than just like, his hustle and his hard work and his mm-hmm. dedication is that clutch factor. Like that is true. It, if, if your team is down seven points with two minutes left, I don't think there's anybody in the game you want under center more than Tom Brady. Yeah. Like, yeah, I get that. And like, so with Rogers, I admit, I just think maybe with, with that, we just haven't had that many great Packers teams around him to really see what he can do. Exactly. Like I think, I think, I think, yeah, I think that's a big thing. He's had a few decent offenses, but mm-hmm. I mean, who Eddie Lacy's been his best running back? Like it's probably the case. And then Jordy Nelson was a good wide receiver, but he's been good with him. Yeah, injured for a few years. Uh, Randall Cobb, who I think is a really good pickup by the Cowboys, by the way. I'm just going to throw that in there. Yeah. Was pretty it's good, true. but it's like Randall Cobb has never been like 
the best wide receiver in the league. Like Devonte Adams, though, like he's a beast. But like, I think you need more than one really good wide receiver. Like honestly, mm-hmm. I know I'm biased here because I'm a Rams fan, but yeah. I would rather have the Rams wide receivers where like Woods and Cooper Cup, like. I, Cooper Cup is really good. I think mm-hmm. I I don't want to say he's underrated because I think people are starting to realize, holy crap, oh, he's well is good. Yeah. yeah, like everybody is like Cooper Cup is good, but like I don't know that Cooper Cup is ever going to be in the discussion for a top five wide receiver, even though like maybe he should be. Yeah. Um, and then like Cooks is good, not like again, not not like a top five, top ten wide receiver. He's just solid. Yeah. He's just fast. And then Woods is just dependable. Like, yeah. Um, I'd rather have that than have like Devontae Adams where he's arguably the best wide receiver in the league. And mm-hmm. then you have people like MVS um, and, and Geronimo Allison who they're, they're, they're going to make catches. Maybe going to be something. Yeah. Yeah. Like MVS has made some good catches, but like he's just a slot player playing for mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers like I think yeah being a slot it's, wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers you just get a boost yeah it's it's Rodgers making them good not that they're actually good yeah exactly so like I again I'd, I'd rather have like a where you don't have a deficiency like none of our wide receivers like Josh Reynolds is our like fourth wide receiver mm-hmm. he's still pretty freaking good like yeah again I don't know that he, he ends up on anybody's top 25 lists, but he's solid. He's, he's shown up when, when Cooper Cup was injured. He's shown up when we needed him. Tyler Higby, again, isn't is maybe a top 10 tight end, like maybe, <laughs> but he's just been solid. Like I think that's the big thing about this the, the Rams team, that I have them so high, and we'll talk about that later. <laughs> if Jared Goff was playing to his potential, like – where's the hole on this team? Like it's true. their offensive line, as much as I want to give them crap, PFF has them ranked as the top as a number 10 O line in the league so far. Yep. Like, yeah, who's who, who, who else? Gurley. Like Gurley is still great. The reason people are down on Gurley is because Gurley has been one of the best in the league every year. And mm-hmm. this year he's not putting up crazy numbers. I I think part of that is planned. Like obviously, like I wish he was getting a little bit more yards on these runs, but I think most of it is like we're gonna be a playoff team. Like we want him to be healthy. Like he's playing a lot of snaps. Mm-hmm. He hasn't got a lot of throws, um, and he hasn't gotten as, nearly as much touches as he's used to. So like, I think that's the thing with running the ball. Like you don't. There's, there's 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 running backs that get like six yards of carry, but most of them get like two, 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 and then bust like a twenty or thirty yard run. Mm-hmm. I, I think that was the big thing with Gurley is like he's not gonna decimate you every play, but every play he has a chance to decimate you. Where he's just gonna bust a huge run and like I think that's the big thing about running back and when when you when you hold them to fifteen touches a game, it's gonna be limited. Like when people are game planning and still game planning against Todd Gurley and the run game, like he's going to be limited. So, um, but yeah, I think the chiefs, the chiefs really just need to just, just give up two first round picks, pick up Jalen Ramsey, 
they'd be so so damn good um and then uh really quickly i want to talk about dub bears um dub bears they had five turnovers monday night against uh mediocre keenum i, I think mm-hmm. all five turnovers came from keenum or maybe yeah. four yeah at least four of them did um trubisky didn't look awful in this game but again he was playing the redskins Josh Josh Norman has looked really bad this year. Like he's Mm -hmm. just, he used to be really, really good. Like probably the best in the league one of those years. Him and Sherman were fighting. He's just Mm -hmm. not, like he has not been great this year. So Um, Taylor Gabriel had a a career game with three touchdowns. He looked really good, Um, which the Bears really needed like another wide receiver to step up because you can only throw to Allen Robinson so many times. Yeah. Um, So that's that's really all I wanted to talk about reviewing this game or this week. So I'm going to give you my top ten and. Okay. Um. So 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 first, like, I want to say like. This was really hard this week. I sent you, I sent you like my first first draft yeah, in my top ten, yeah. and then like ten minutes later, I sent you another one. I think I've changed it like five or six times since then. Or at okay. least, at least in my head, I've changed it multiple times in there, and I've been debating like this three to six and seven to like ten. I've been really like oh, debating. Cool. Um, okay. So, so I'm gonna start with like the runners up. I have the 49ers who were in my top ten last last week. Mm-hmm. They fell out because of those five turnovers. Like you just can't. I. I think they're a young team, and that's the mm-hmm. big thing. Um, they're gonna make mistakes. They're gonna have games where they have five turnovers, and I just think that the teams I have above them are better. Um, another run-up team I have is the Vikings. Like when they're playing worse teams, like they they put up twenty-eight points against the Falcons in the first half, and then kind of mm-hmm. just coasted. Um, I think they're going to have a really hard time though in these games where they get behind because they've been relying on Dalvin Cook and if you get behind it's really hard to put up a bunch of points with with, your with running a running back, back. Yep. and uh, I, I really don't want to put the ball in Kirk Cousins hands if I'm trying to win a football game like no. so and then the Lions are my last team they've beaten the Eagles and the Chargers which really surprised me. I, yeah. I mean, like they, I thought the Lions were still bad. Yeah, and they, the Chargers did miss two field goals against them in that game, and they won by three. So, like, uh-huh. argument could be that they should have lost that game. The Eagles yeah. were down two of their best wide receivers, and um, their uh, Malik Jackson is out, which is big for them on their defense. Yeah. And... Honestly, the Eagles probably should have won this game, but Wentz threw another great ball, and our second white side dropped the ball. Um, yep. So I'm gonna I gotta wait a couple more weeks for the Lions to see how good they really are. Um, you you might make an argument that they're in the top ten, but I, I I'm keeping them out so far. I just haven't been sold on them quite yet. Interesting. Um, so number ten, number ten, I have the Saints. Um, they they beat a good Seattle team with Teddy Bridgewater. They, yep. I mean, Bridgewater they, looks looks fine to replace Breeze for yeah, now. Yeah. yeah, you can win games with Teddy Bridgewater. Obviously, yep. like 
he is serviceable. Like I don't think he's a great quarterback, but he's yeah. not gonna he's not gonna throw too many interceptions, and yeah. he's just a reliable quarterback. Like he's Drew Brees light, honestly. I agree with that. Yeah. So um, their defense stepped it up this week. Um, I, I I didn't like how they played against the Rams, um, mm-hmm. but they stepped it up this week and they looked good. So. Saints at number 10. Number nine, I have the Texans. Um, their offensive line gets better every week. Um, so the first week they had six sacks. The second week they had four sacks. And last week they had two sacks. Um, cool. they're, 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 they put in a new left guard, I believe, that they're their top draft pick this year. He's looked good. He looked really good this week. I, I, I'm sorry I forgot your name, dude. Um, but Tunsil, Tunsil's learning the system i think and is getting better and if this offensive line can protect him this texan team's good like sean watson is still one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch in the league i'll say it every week he's really fun to watch like he throws he like last year he threw a lot of interceptions like that was one of his big things he he hasn't thrown that many interceptions this year i think he only has two so like if he cleans it up um their uh wide receivers are good their defense is pretty good. They're clearly missing Jadavian Clowney, but uh, Whitney, I'm, I'm thinking it's Whitney Marcellus. I'm blanking. I just call him Whitney. Mm-hmm. Has has stepped up this past week. He looked cool. good, and JJ Watt put in a Always good game. Always looks good. Yep. Yep. So Texans number nine, cool. number eight. I have the Eagles. Um, okay. I might I might be overreacting on this one. They might need to be a couple more but their wide receivers without Deshaun Jackson and Alshon or yeah Alshon Jeffrey mm-hmm. have not looked good mm-hmm. like they've dropped balls they should have catched caught um should have catched they should have catched them they should have catched them balls coach um Wentz has looked great like mm-hmm. can't like I've I've heard some people talk Wentz has looked great like Wentz is not the reason this team is losing. Team like they should be like my brother, who's an Eagles fan, keeps telling me without two drops, they're three and zero. So, um, you know, you got to keep them. He's a lot higher on their secondary. He thinks if they got Jalen Ramsey, they they, their defense would be elite. Mm -hmm. I'm not there. I think their 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 front seven is missing Michael Bennett a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I just I think their front seven got worse. And their secondary is suspect. I, I do not like their secondary. I do not think their secondary is very good. I I, I think um I think they're gonna get exploited a few more times. Um they they're the other team that I think should be trying to get Jalen Ramsey because I think mm-hmm. I think if their secondary gets even a little bit better, their offense with their wide receivers back can probably compete with any team in the league. Um mm-hmm. So Eagles at number eight, number seven, number seven. I have Buffalo. Um, okay. And and you again, like I said, seven through ten. I, I you could mix these up a little bit. Some people probably don't have Buffalo quite as high. Their def- defense, like I said last week, their defense is r- legit. Their defense is really good. Um, okay. Their offense. I like their offense. I think Josh Allen needs to do a better job at taking care of the ball. Um, mm-hmm. But they still have a, a great offense. Like their offense has looked great. Um, I, again, I have them taking the wild card spot. 
still. Um, they look legit. Um, Buffalo number seven. Okay. <sighs> number six, I have the Ravens. Okay. Um, I want. I. I really. I. I really want to put them higher. Um. But the. But the. I just. I'm more convinced with the teams ahead of them. Okay. And Lamar Jackson didn't look convincing this week. Um. And I think that's really important. He like I would have had them top five had Lamar been a little bit better. Um. But their defense hasn't been as great as I thought they would. I. I said that their secondary would be number one in the league. And it just hasn't been so far. Um, I think they do have an injury on the secondary. I'm forgetting. Humphreys, I think, is out. And that is a, a loss. Um, so we'll see when he gets back if if they can step it up. But their, their secondary hasn't been shut down as much as I thought it would be. Um, and and, and then I, th- I think something I missed earlier in this Ravens-Chiefs game, the Ravens only lost by five. Like I think the Chiefs did start to coast a little bit during that third quarter and towards the end of the fourth quarter. Um, but I think it's important to say Hollywood Brown has been struggling with an injury since training camp. Like yeah. he, he's been practicing one day a week. Um, and by the end of the games, he has looked slow. Um, so I think, I think once he gets back to health and Mark Andrews, which has been like Lamar's go-to guy, super consistent, um, really good has a foot issue and you could tell in this game he wasn't a hundred percent um and there was just some communications there like there was a play where like hollywood ran into andrews which was actually Uh, a big play like so i I think they have a few things they need to work out on on offense and and some some injuries they need to come back from they very i i have them winning their division though um Mm -hmm. i don't think the steelers are going to be fighting for that don't think the Bucks are going to be fighting for that. I don't think the Browns are going to be fighting for that. I think the Browns, if they can turn it around, might be a wild card team. I just haven't seen it yet. I, I haven't mm-hmm. been convinced if they can. Like they lost by thirty to the Titans. Yeah, they, that was not good. And then, yes, they beat up on ugly. the Jets, but the Jets were more injured than yeah. they were this week, and they were playing mm-hmm. their third round, third. <sighs> They're playing. <laughs> Their quarterback isn't good. There's yeah. When once they get Sam Darnold back, the Jets will be a little bit better. But they're they're a really young team. They're one of the bottom mm-hmm. teams still, though. Like they're probably yep. a bottom five team s- still this year. Um, yeah, you know where Luke Falk's from, right? Though. Yeah, he's from Wazoo, right? Yeah, you know where he went to high school. No. Logan High. Oh, he did. Yeah, he went to Utah, or he was from Logan. Uh, went to Logan High, and uh, didn't did didn't really get recruited by Utah State very much. I can't imagine why watching him play. Yep, um, he walked on at Wazoo, if okay. I remember correctly. Okay, so he might have been offered a scholarship from Utah State. I don't remember the whole story, but no, he walked on at Wazoo. Okay, which is yeah, really he's... interesting. I haven't. I. I... I don't think he's going to have a great career in the, <laughs> in no. the NFL. All right, so Ravens number six. Number five, it hurts me so bad. Number five, I have the Rams. Okay. Um, I really want to put them at three. 
Um, I really, really want to put them at three, but what Jared Goff has earned them in this five spot. Honestly, like their defense has been great. I think they have one of the top defenses in the league. Their secondary mm-hmm. has two shutdown corners and three great safeties. Taylor Rapp has been struggling a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's he's three games in. Like, yeah, come on, uh, he's gonna have some issues coming into to an elite defense. He's gonna like when you have everyone else looking great, you're gonna stand out. Like. Mm-hmm. They have a keep to leave in Marcus Peters, two of the better. I'm not going to say two of the best, but two of the better quarterbacks in the league. Eric Weddle is my favorite safety in the game. I think he's really good. John Johnson has looked really good. Um, mm-hmm. Corey Littleton, our linebackers looked really good. Our defensive line with Brockers, um, Ebu Cam, Donald and Fowler. Oh, and Clay Matthews has like dominant, mm-hmm. like yep. really good. Like, so Taylor Rapp is like, the weak point on this defense and i i have high expectations of him by even by the end of the year um just jared goff honestly like if he's playing like he was at the beginning of the last year it would be hard to not put him in the top three i i honestly think they are competitive with the chiefs and the patriots well i think they're competitive either way but i think they would be way more competitive with the chiefs and the patriots if if jared goff was playing a lot better Mm-hmm. number four i'll say it again i do have a bias against the cowboys a lot of people have the cowboys at number three um the cowboys haven't played a good team yet they played the giants who have a god-awful offense or defense well bad offense too but god-awful defense they played washington and we saw how well they did against the bears mm-hmm. and they played miami and they they've done the worst against miami so far like I mean, they like Miami did look decent at times in this game. Like they're still the worst team in the league. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but they did have some points in this game where they probably should have put up thirteen points, maybe a little bit more on this on the Cowboys. Um, yeah, Dak though has looked really good. Their wide receivers all have looked really good. Their offensive line is still one of the best in the league. Ezekiel Elliott is still top two top three running back in the league. Their defense is still elite. Um, Cowboys at number four. Number three, I have the Packers. Um, cool. Their defense has looked really, really good. Um, I am really high in their defense. I think they have a top three defense. Um, their their pickups have all done good. Preston Smith has done really good. Uh, Adrian Amos has, has had some really good interceptions. Darnell Savage, I think it was a first-round pick. might have been a second-round pick. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been really good in the secondary. Um, okay. Really good defense. Their offense has looked a little lackluster compared to what we'd expect from the Packers, but you gotta you mm-hmm. got to think they've played the Bears, who I think have the de facto number one defense in the league. Okay. They've played the Vikings, whose defense I'm really high on. Mm-hmm. And they looked really good against the Broncos, like who also, again, have a really good defense. Yeah. Like obviously the the Broncos offense isn't really great. um, But I honestly, I, I think the Packers are definitely a top three team right now. Cowboys, if they can play well against the saints this week, could make an argument for that number three spot. But right now I have the Packers. Okay. Um, number two, I obviously have the chiefs. I mean, I, 
Like, what do you want me to say? <laughs> like, they're good. They're really good. Their offense is really good. Really good. good. They're really, yeah. really good. And their defense has definitely gotten better. Like, their defense is no in no turns elite. But I think their defense has gotten good enough. They picked up Jalen Ramsey. I think they're better than the Patriots. Um, but they're not. So I obviously have the Patriots number one. Stephon Gilmore and this um, secondary, they're all top 10 at their position. They're one of the best, if not the best secondary in the league. They're, their front seven's great. Tom Brady's great. Their wide receivers are great. They don't seem to even be missing Antonio Brown. Like, if Flash Gordon slips up, mm-hmm. they might Could start to have issues. Yeah, um, you got to remember Nikhil Harry. Their first round pick is still, I think, he's on IR. Um, so he'll come by the end of the year. They they do need a better tight end, I think, but they haven't needed him so far. So. Mm-hmm. Patriots number one, best team in the league. Yeah, but not exactly. not nearly as number one in the league as everyone wants to put them. I think. I think mm-hmm. the Chiefs are really close. Well, I mean, with Brown, they were they were much further ahead, but now they don't have Brown. So I don't think Brown made them that much better. Like, really? Like I. In, in Arguably terms, the best wide receiver in the league. Sh- sure, like I'm, I'm not discounting that at all. But I, I, I'm not saying like he he isn't a good player or like mm-hmm. he what didn't mean it. I don't think that their offense needs that. I guess is what I'm yeah. trying to say. Like they, their wide receivers are great. Like with when Nikhil Harry comes back and is a hundred percent, like mm-hmm. you're barely gonna miss that Antonio Brown is not on this team. Like yeah. obviously it's not going to be hard to miss because he only played one game and yeah. it was against a garbage team. That if you watch that game, you're either a Dolphins fan or a Patriots fan. Yeah. Um. But like I, I, I have them like barely above the Chiefs right now, and I had them barely above them when Brown was there. Like the argument could be made that once if the Chiefs got Jalen Ramsey that maybe with Antonio Brown, they're still better because that's like Jalen Ramsey then has to cover Antonio Brown and they still have Flash Gordon and Edelman. Yeah. Um, and Nikhil Harry, but I don't know. I don't know. They're still the number one team. So that's it for me this week. Um, you know, thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter. We try to be funny. We try to we're get not, important news. Yeah, we try. We try to talk, act like we know what we're talking about. Um, but, you know, thanks for listening. Yeah. We'll see you next week. See ya.